Calling all AEC professionals. Get ready for unparalleled professional insights with detailed and original podcasts by RCAT. This is the podcast that brings you the untold stories and lessons learned behind the design and delivery of a building project. Hey, it's Sharice Lakeside, aka the CSI Kraken, and your host. Join me as we dive deep into the tales of conflict, triumph, and sheer ingenuity. Yeah, so when Serena was named for the, it was going to be named for the building, you know, we really were able to work with teams at Nike Branding and how to really infuse her influence and identity in the very public spaces. Detailed features architects, engineers, builders, and manufacturers who spill the beans on the most complex, interesting, and downright odd building conditions they've encountered. Another challenge of the of the shuttle is actually and putting it in launch position is how you brace that seismically. It's really supported by only two pins at the base of the booster rockets. And there's a large base isolator that's underneath the shuttle that kind of prevents it from moving too much in an earthquake. The, you know, when you have 600 people or 300 people in a room, acoustically, you really need a high floor to floor so that you can have the right acoustic environment for people to be able to talk and that, that speech intelligibility is really good. Every episode unveils lessons learned and connects you to the products you need to navigate similar challenges. Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Detailed today and be prepared for the unexpected on your next project. Every building has a story and we are here to tell it. Hi, listeners. We just want you to know that on this episode, we had a little bit of audio issues. So in the beginning, this sounds a little bit rough at parts, but it gets better pretty quickly on the episode. So please bear with us. Thank you. Enjoy the show. Hello, my peoples. Welcome back to another episode of She Builds Podcast where we typically share the untold stories of historical women in the building and construction industry. I'm Jessica Rogers, living my best life in South Korea while this episode airs, but I'm originally based out of Miami, Florida. I'm Nardini Rivas, breathing in Houston, Texas. (laughs) (laughs) But that's good. And I'm Lizzie Rahr, also living my best life in South Korea while this episode airs originally from San Francisco. Here we are at the end of another great season, you guys. We made it to episode 90. Oh, yeah. All right. So like at the end of every season, we want to end with our wrap up or a reflection of what we have learned and whatnot. Ladies, any thoughts on this season? Anything that stands out or comes to mind? So I think... I just found it really interesting to learn how many women have invented things that led to things we use all the time now, right? Like solar, refrigerators, fire escapes, fire safety. It felt like a lot of our ladies also were able to get recognized for their achievements during their lifetime, which is not always the case. So I liked hearing about that. That's true. Yeah. Yes, I loved that. I think what stood out to me was, okay, so going back to what you said, 
a little bit on episode 82, Lady Sarah Kaiklin. She was just dropping like hints on that studio culture. Mm-hmm. I think that's what stood out because like <laughs> we've never talked about it before. Yeah, that well, might be really. a She Bills podcast first. Though I think mm-hmm. someone else had talked about their studio life before, but I can't prove it. So I guess it's as if it didn't happen. Oh, well. <laughs> Another potential podcast first is that there was barely any overlap between our ladies. If any, I can't think of a single instance where our ladies connected in any way or somehow knew each other. So it made the chronology of this season a little bit easier. Yeah, I mean, they must have overlapped in the sense that they were living around the same time for the most part, I guess. But not so much on oh, yeah. like, with their work, you know, like we always have a discussion about the order of our episodes based on the storyline of our ladies. So we didn't really have that this season. Well, and we also maybe not for the wild card uh, season because that was just all really new. Um, but anyway, yeah, we didn't do that for this season. Yeah, I mean, all the ladies this season were just out there doing their inventions. No need to collaborate. That's true. Maybe half of them were solo rangers and the other half collaborated with their significant others. Hmm. Actually, Jessica, I disagree with your comment about the wild card season. We had a plan. There was a method to our madness. It wasn't willy nilly. <laughs> True. But it was out of the like traditional order that we had. Um, and our method was for it to be random. So eh. um, what makes this season different was because, well, we just didn't have a discussion at all. We were just like, well, <laughs> here are our ladies. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Well, the Internet kind of decided for us when it decided to crap out halfway through our episodes. So this season, another Sheeple's podcast first was that we lost connection during not one, not two, but three recordings. And in fashion of this season, it just happened again. So yep. let's see how this season, <laughs> let's see how this episode turns out. But anyway, yeah. so we lost our Internet and it messed up the recording. So it made us have to record again and release a few episodes out of the original order that we planned. Yep. So for the record, Ruth uh, Gordon Schnapps, her birthday is on September 19th, not August 29th, (laughs) which is what we shared (laughs) on that episode. So anyway, happy birthday, girl. (laughs) Yeah. And I was very excited that Great British Bake Off was back on, but it was not yet. So I'm I was still excited. It just hadn't happened yet. So <laughs> Okay. Now that we got the mushy reflectiony stuff out of the way, let's get into this competition. All right. No. So listeners, if you recall on episode eighty one, we said that we would count how many inventions our ladies would have. I don't think I have ever been excited to do a wrap up episode just to see if your girl won or not. So <laughs> let's just see if I won or not. OK, OK, let's, let's go into our competition. <laughs> let's hear the, the final scores. Why don't you start, Lizzie? OK, so first we'll we'll say which one of us had the most patents between our own three ladies. Right. Right. My ladies had 18 patents total. Uh, oh, shoot. OK, <laughs> well, I got 15. OK. 
because Anna and Maria, they each had seven patents under their own belts. And Grace, I guess, had one. For the record, it's kind of hard to tell which ones because she worked on so many. But from what I could see, I'm just going to give her that one. (laughs) Okay. well, wait, give me a minute. I need to do a lot of complicated math. I need to add up all the multitude of patents in the lifetime of all my ladies. Okay. (laughs) Okay. 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 Oh, no, the suspense. (laughs) Okay. My grand total is 28 patents. Listen. Wow. Listen. Okay. Okay, At least I beat Jessica. (laughs) Shut up. Okay. Whatever. Whatever. All right, so one point for Nergidi. For one more point, we'll also ask which lady from this season had the most patents. I think we well, know. I think Nergidi. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I think, think we know. know. The fact that she got to 28. <laughs> like, yeah. well, I, I had one lady that did all the work for me. So episode 87, Hertha Ayrton registered 26 patents, five on mm. mathematical devices, 13 on arc lamps and electrodes, and the rest on the propulsion of air. So what do I win? Bragging rights. Yeah. We got it in our budget. That's it. Like oh. But it is kind rights. of amazing because your other ladies only had one patent each. Yes! And you still- yes. <laughs> I, still won. I honestly did not see that coming because... Because I remembered that my ladies only had one patent. I was like, oh, whatever. I'm not going to win this one. <laughs> and then here comes Hertha. <laughs> well, mm. I want to be addressed as invention queen for the rest of the season. Oh, wow. Well, it's a good thing. This is the last day, the last episode of the That's season. Right. So, yeah. Okay. okay. Invention queen. queen. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Don't hate the player, okay. ladies. Oh, well. Yeah, know. I hate the game because I'd be losing. <laughs> well one more fun fact that i learned this season guys is that my dad actually is a co-inventor on a patent say (laughs) what yes listeners i hope you turn down your headphones for that Also, there's an inventor among us. I know. I had no idea. He had never told us that. And after he listened to our first episode of the season, he messaged me to just say, hey, I'm on patent 8,533,014. And so I looked it up and it's called his name's on there and it's called system and method providing levelness of a production schedule. So he works in supply chain management and scheduling. So that makes sense. And I will Mm -hmm. not try to explain the patent to you all. I couldn't even if I tried. (laughs) But I'll include it in the show notes. I mean, it's cool to know that your Papa Rar, you know, has a patent, especially during the season. Yeah, that's amazing. And the name is so on brand with all the engineers, like Mm -hmm. some of them. Oh, my goodness. Mr. Dale with his patent. Yeah. So I went straight to the source and asked Mr. Rar if he had to explain his patent in five sentences or less, what would he say? (laughs) His response, and I quote, I won't try to do his voice. (laughs) (laughs) We know this person. We shouldn't try. (laughs) 
A mathematical model that creates a level-loaded production schedule. That means the schedule allows for not making the same things in long stretches, but changes among the various required products frequently while still making all of them on time to meet customer orders. This is a good thing because it allows for the different supplied parts used to make the products to be spread out, making them more likely to be on time. Level loading potentially gives the production team a way to have different motions and reduce their fatigue, less repetitive motion. So there you go, guys. Now we know exactly what this invention is about. (laughs) (laughs) I like how you just had to know what it meant. And so you went and asked him yourself also. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Just straight to the source. Mr. Rar also said, and I paraphrase, ask Elizabeth <laughs> about working on a production line and changing what is being made. <laughs> uh, yeah, my dad always calls me Elizabeth. Um, but OK, he's throwing it back to me, I see. So now I have to explain things. OK, <laughs> so I worked a production line job one summer during college at the company that he worked at and was doing scheduling for. I worked the night shift, actually, and I was making circuit boards. Well, really, I was testing them because I wasn't senior enough to be building them. (laughs) They didn't want me doing Mm -hmm. that. I didn't know what I was doing. But (laughs) the point is, Mm -hmm. every day you're there, they'll say at the start of the shift, like we're building this model on this line today and then this one on this line or like you're testing this model. and. There are three waves of work in an eight hour shift. So you might switch what you're making even in the same shift. And sometimes you might make something, switch to another and then switch back to the first one all in the same night. Okay, so Lizzie, uh, this whole like fatigue stuff that your dad mentioned, did it resonate with you? Well, I mean, the idea is that fatigue is reduced by switching the item that you're making. So no. Although, I mean, standing in one place for eight hours is tiring and it's different kind of tiring from like walking around for eight hours because I've done that in other jobs. And I remember my feet were real sore from this job. Mm. Well, I guess that you weren't feeling that fatigue because your dad's invention worked. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, he was testing it out on you. There you go. Well, Lizzie, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Thank you to all the RARs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, we should also talk about the fact that we had two ladies who have imposter photos flying around the Internet. It was wild to me that that happened twice this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I honestly got a little ticked off by it. I mean, I guess it's an accident, right? Like no one is maliciously putting out fake photos of women inventors. Or are they? Well, mm-hmm. if you're out there being a villain, people are on to you just so you know on episode 81 sarah e good every time you look for her picture you always see the same lady so we're all thinking it's her but it's not it turns out she is actually edmonia lewis the world's first professional african-american sculptor not sculpture sculptor celebrated internationally for her neoclassical style She was a lady of African and Native American descent who came of age during the Civil War. So she was a generation older than Sarah and important to history in her own right. We'll have links to learn more about her 
in the show notes if you want to. Interesting. Yeah. So the same thing happened with episode 83 lady, Alice H. Parker. If you look her up, everyone is using the exact same photo, right? Just like you said with Sarah. And you assume that it's her, right? That this is the one photo that we could find. But like I mentioned in the episode, one source I found had done a deeper dive into ancestry websites and found out that the picture was actually a British white lady named Alice who was born 30 years later than our Alice. I mean, I suppose I can't fault people who find that photo of her in other articles that seem legitimate and then they use it as well, right? But it's just such a bummer that these incorrect images are so widely spread. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, in the case of Alice, I can see if the media didn't want to put an image of her, but chose an image of a white woman instead. Well, because of racism, to be frank, um, to this day, people are still starting or to this day, people are starting to realize that some historical paintings have images of black and brown people who are enslaved, but are now being uncovered. So there was a painting that was circulating um, around the time of this recording that had like an enslaved little black boy, but had been covered up by like trees and stuff. And that's how it had been for years until recently when they Mm. were trying to restore it. They actually found that that image was covered up. So it's yeah, we could go into a whole charade of this because it's unfortunate because there's one where they're using an incorrect image and they're confusing it with another image of someone that was just as important and did great work. So, yeah, it's maddening. Yeah. So. Other similarities that we had on this season were some of our patents. So in episode 81 and 82, ladies Sarah and Anna, they both had a pull out bed contraption that was similar to the Murphy bed. Yeah. Jessica, why don't you explain Anna's bed? Okay, so Anna's folding bed, it's kind of like a different version of the Murphy bed because it folds out like a cot cot, um, and it's coming from the wall. But it's also like flushed within the wall. So it's kind of like more built in instead of built out. Mm, Yeah, yeah. When was Anna's bed invented? 1929. And I'm guessing Sarah must have been earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sarah was more of a folding cabinet bed and it was in 1885. Mm. So I want to believe that Anna was inspired by Sarah Mm. and thought, I'm going to take this a step further and literally hide the bit because I think that's kind of neat when I saw the pictures, how it's like hiding inside the wall. But it requires a pretty thick wall. Yeah, it does. Eh, But similar thought, though. Yeah. Imagine earning continuing education credits while doing exactly what you're doing right now. Well, you can. Gable Media has revolutionized the way you earn your continuing education credits with a groundbreaking approach. Forget running around town and scouring the internet for credit-worthy courses. Fulfill your CE requirements effortlessly by listening to engaging podcasts just like the one you're listening to now. Our podcasts are designed to educate, entertain, and inspire, all in a user-friendly environment. But wait, there's more. Architects, Gable Media is also approved as an AIA continuing education services provider. Upon completion, we handle everything. From reporting your hours directly to the AIA to storing your certificates in your personal Gable Media profile for your self-reporting needs. 
So follow the link in the show notes and start earning your credits in the most innovative and entertaining way possible with Gable Media. All right. So another thing that came up this season were these like patent drawings that you will see in our show notes from all of for most of our or all of our ladies. It's as if they were all drawn by the same person. Well, I found an article that talks about this a little. We'll be sure to include it in our show notes. In the article, it mentions that to receive a patent, it was required that a drawing or illustration needed to accompany the patent application. So for a while, this drawing had to be done by an official draftsman. Yeah, the drawings were almost like a piece of art sometimes. But then the patent office put more emphasis on the text description of patents and not really asking for the nice drawings to describe the patent. So then people started saving money on the drawings, not paying drafters or artists. And there went the quality of the drawings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting that they decided to not have that be a requirement or just changed how important that was and how people I mean, it kind of makes sense, right? If you don't have to spend the money on it. But obviously, like the fact that saving money by not hiring a drafter became so commonplace so that the drawings kind of fell in quality. But I did like looking at the old patent drawings and how they changed over the years and that this article had. The stapler mm-hmm. one is really nice. And the robot amusement ride made me laugh a lot. <laughs> Yeah, the article is super interesting. Like, I thought, oh, my gosh, we should totally do a charrette on this. But I don't know, maybe in the future. Listeners, check out our show notes, like Jessica said, so that you can see the progression of patent drawings throughout the years on this article. It's pretty cool. All right. As per usual, we all have to pick our favorite episode that was not our own. Nerjiti, you can go first. This is hard because there were so many cool stories and inventions. I'm torn between practical inventions like a refrigerator and a heater and cool inventions like a graphic calculator. Mm, The practical side of me always wins. I got to pick episode 86, Alice H. Parker and Florence Parpart, because without a heater, I would not have survived in Syracuse University. And without a refrigerator, (laughs) I would be losing all of leftover goodness. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Amen. Solid reasoning. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I think I'm going to go with episode 84 lady, Anna Connolly, the inventor of her iteration of the fire escape. I just keep thinking back to it. Like, it was really interesting to learn about the history of fire escapes and what people did. Like, the people that were using wicker baskets, ropes, and a prayer. (laughs) Like, it's just, it was really interesting. Yeah. No, that's so true. The things that sound crazy to us now that probably at the time were like, yeah, obviously. Yeah, it's a good idea. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm going to have to go with episode 85, Maria Telkis. I really loved learning about the solar house and how she helped push forward technology that now is a huge part of our everyday lives. And it's also crazy to think that we haven't heard about the Dover house until now. Yes. Right? I think. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Just with All how right. big solar is now, you think somebody would have like mentioned that. I think that's why it feels mm-hmm. surprising. No, no, no. To I me. agree with you. I just I think I kind of might have heard it at some point, but not into the level or the depth that we right. uh, learned about in our episode. So that is got it. Shocking got it. to me. But of course, also not a surprise. A woman did it. 
Yeah. You know, just mm. anyway, <laughs> let's play our other game that we usually play with. But I have a twist. So this is going to be just a general question for everyone out of your own lady or out of your own group of ladies that you looked up. Whose lady would you want to be a part of their inventing team? So like what product would you want to have helped invent or would have wanted to work with to create something new? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah. If you want, I'll go first because. Why not? I mean, we were just we were just talking about her. I'd like to be a part of Maria Telkis' team, you know, episode 85, right? Because she is the la- the sun queen and I could be a part of like her royal court inventing solar inventions i don't know i just like the sustainability (laughs) aspect of it all it also seems relevant today so like i don't know i i would do that um how about you Nargini? i would go with sarah e good because sleeping is very important to me so (laughs) i would have pushed her to invent all sorts of beds that could be great in a multiple number of situations and spaces I think that would be a great contribution to society, almost as great as <laughs> the sustainable things that Maria's team was doing. <laughs> the royal court. The royal court. <laughs> oh, my yeah. gosh. Well, I think I'd choose Edith Clark, episode 89. Although I think I'd be very out of my depth with all the math and electrical parts of her work. But I just think it would be interesting. Yeah, I see you doing <laughs> that. I see that for you. Sure. You know, if we're going to have an inventing team, then we need an invention. What would you like to invent? Since I am on Sarah's team and we're inventing beds, I would like to invent a bed that has a built-in soundproofing in the center that can go up and down or be hidden or then raised when needed for partners who snore. I mean, just saying. Just saying. For a friend. For a friend. Asking for, for a, a friend. friend. <laughs> yeah. Inventing for a friend. For a friend. <laughs> I mean, that could be really handy. I feel like that would sell well. Also, right? there's a good commercial mm-hmm. market for that. <laughs> yeah. I'd say so. I don't know off the top of my head what would be as commercially successful as that, that Edith and I would come up with. (laughs) But I like the idea of helping improve the power grid more because that was sort of part of Edith's work, right? Was like how to um, increase the capacity of like longer power lines and sort of similar to Maria, like helping out with the power grid as it relates to moving towards electricity and using more of that. I think that would be interesting. That would be interesting. Also, Nergy, your idea sounds hilarious. Know. You know, actually, <laughs> like you'd just be saving marriages like everywhere. Just... <laughs> okay, so for me, if I since I would be on Maria's team, I think I would just design more versions of the Dover House. Like mm-hmm. if you recall, the Dover House ended up failing, but it had a good idea. So I would just keep wanting to improve about with that and. Like, I'm like, okay, Maria, like, let's stop with the solar ovens. Let's try to build, like, I don't know, the Rogers Solar House 2 or something. I don't know. Just like, keep, let's just keep doing it. I'd like to see that. Okay. Ladies, are there any clarifications or corrections that we need to make about this season? <laughs> yes, I do. I have one. 
All right. So great minds think alike, right? So about a week before episode 82 dropped, a fellow podcaster and compadre of ours, Cynthia Krakow and her podcast, The New Angle Voice, they also did an episode on Anna Wagner Keichlin. So after hearing her episode, we had already recorded, but I realized that we had pronounced Anna's hometown all wrong. It's pronounced Belfont, not Belfonte. <laughs> and we said it all up and through that episode. So whoops. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> That's the English hard, language. Because <laughs> the way it's written, you would think it's Belfonte. Mm-hmm. But okay. Yeah. I really thought we were saying it right. Yeah, me too. So anyway, uh, listeners, actually, if you if listeners, if you want a deeper dive into Anna's story, you should go check out their episode, um, the New Angle Voice podcast. You know, we've talked about the Beverly Willis Foundation uh, sponsored initiatives like that podcast and a source that we use from time to time, the Pioneer Women of Architecture website. I'm actually a fan of New Angle Voice podcasts. I feel like I'm listening to a documentary every time I am listening to an episode. Their production is like podcast goals. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I also really like their storytelling, too. Like the way that they weave interviews and all different types of voices featured on the show. I think it's really great. Yes. Um, so at the time of this recording, they have about like nine episodes on their uh, in their podcast. But through their foundation, they have funding and time to like fully commit to each episode. So they are able to produce some really cool episodes where they get to interview several people and that their story revolves around. So in the case of Anna, They were actually able to be at her hometown visiting some of the places that she's done and interview her great niece. So, ugh, jelly. How amazing is that? I'm going to make sure to listen to that one. They have so many good stories. And you know what? A lot of the ladies that they talk about are ladies that we did episodes on, too, which is really Mm -hmm. great. I think it's so great that these stories are being told by more than one person. They're being told more and more. And more people mm-hmm. and Julia Morgan, Norma Marks Galeric, Ada Louise Huxtable, Amasa Lee, and so many others are being heard by more and more people. I love it. Yeah. Mm. All right. So around this time, we always like to give an update of what's been going on behind the scenes outside of our show. You might have noticed that between this season and the season before, we took a longer break than usual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a lot going on on my end. I was working on passing the ARES, Woo-hoo! Woo! which you did. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and at the same time, my husband and I were house hunting and ended up finding one that we really liked and it wasn't built yet. So we've had a chance to pick all the finishes and we we're watching it get built, which is the coolest thing ever. I'm so excited. And also I was finishing the AIA Christopher Kelly leadership development program class of 2023 and becoming the vice chair of the program for the next class (laughs) so yeah it was a really busy summer for me full of a lot of good emotions that's right you were adulting but like to the next level (laughs) doing all of the things just like our ladies so proud of you chica Mm -hmm. 
Thank you. You had so Mm -hmm. many exciting things happening, which we wanted to make sure that you had time for. Plus, I'm not going to lie. It was also really busy for me. So I was happy to have time to focus on life admin along (laughs) among other things during our break. Yep, that's true. Yeah. We, life was lifing. It really was. Um, so while Nerjiri was adulting, Lizzie and I had attended the AIA conference on architecture in San Francisco. So we were busy with a few things. Mm-hmm. You know, that's um, right. Yeah, everybody Be sure was to busy. check out our yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be sure to check yeah. out our charrette episode on the AIA conference this year. Yeah. I was so excited and jealous of y'all being there. All the amazing people you got to meet. I hope I get to join you next year. Yes. Next year. We will be there. Well, we hope. So, <laughs> that, you know. TBD. TBD. But like, yeah, to be confirmed. But we will be determined to go. Anyway. <laughs> so speaking of travel, you heard it in probably previous episodes. You heard it at the top of this episode. Lizzie and I, we are in South Korea for an ARC venture with a friend of the show, Joanne. Hey, girl. Hey. Yet another thing you're doing without me. Oh, okay. No, did he grow up? Oh, wait. (laughs) You already did. (laughs) Girlfriend, you got a house. You got a license and things. So, you know, you spend your money buying a house. We spent it on a trip. Okay. We, that's what we did that is the most direct thing <laughs> direct mean thing you've ever said to me on this show it was Girl, like a I think I'm just bitter because I lost like yeah <laughs> also like what happens in our episode I think I'm just bitter that she's I lost jealous the that she <laughs> okay they're just coming out well yeah. I just miss seeing you guys it. in person is all yes <laughs> of course I mean that's true we need to plan our next meetup Yes, we will plan a time. Yes, true. We will. But 2024, it is on. Okay, so we will see each other. I think there's a couple of things in the works on us behind the scenes. And I think we might have a few meetups next year. Okay, so anyway, since it's we're talking about the next thing, we are excited to share the theme for next season. So drum roll, please. The next season's theme is still a surprise. (laughs) (laughs) It's a surprise because it's our 10th season and we want to surprise y'all. We asked on social media for ideas and you shared a lot of good ones. And we'd like you to keep sharing those ideas for future seasons. But for this season, We're developing it. It's in the works. It's going to be a great surprise. Season 10. All right. Now let's visit the Agora. Remember, the Agora is where we share news, big or small. So here we go. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This episode, we have a super special Agora. It's going to Jessica Rogers, who just got her notary license. Yay! Yay. I think that's so cool. I think that's really cool. Okay, we have questions. Okay, but tell us why. Yeah, you go. Yeah, like, I want to know why. Like, (laughs) because you were just like, hey, I became a notary. And I was like, wait, what? What? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so, yes, I have a certification that I am 
a notary republic, whatever. Notary um, so republic. basically, so the reason, wait, yeah, <laughs> please know what I you have are. a stamp and all. Not a it's republic. Like you're a, I'm a notary. <laughs> notary well, that's what like, not not republic. republic, not republic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I am a notary public. So basically what it is, is that the reason why I got it was because in the current position that I am at work, um, I'm the studio manager, but it just became very necessary for at least to have like an in-house uh, notary public person um, in terms of how it affects architecture. There's a couple of reasonings why it became like good to have one certain clients of ours um, to receive payments. They receive they send like a lien to release mm. payment and that form typically needs to be notarized. I see. So there's that. So in order for us to get paid, we got to stamp the paper. And then on the permitting side, sometimes like our principals have to go and talk to like the city officials to get uh, to pass some of our designs and drawings and stuff through the design boards and the forms that they need to fill out so that they can lobby uh, on behalf of the client. They also need to be notarized. And so it just became a convenient thing. But yeah, I learned so much about what I can do yeah. with a notary certification. Yeah, it's great. I think super that's cool. super cool. I'm proud of you. Congrats. So a, a thing that I can do, which is interesting. So fun fact. Lizzie and I are both ordained uh, ministers of the Universal Life Church <laughs> so we can get people married. Uh, but as a notary, I can also get people married uh, through like the courts. Mm. So like I can just notarize the form and marry people. So I don't have to be a religious figure if I didn't want to. Oh, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> So that was a, I didn't know that I could do that. So if you see me walking down the street and I have Jessica be marrying people left and right, like, yeah, if I got my stamp, come holler at me. <laughs> Just like stamp stamp. <laughs> well, congratulations, Jessica. That's great. Thanks. So listeners, let's continue to share great news from everyone. Big or small. If you got like a real license, like ARE architect license or you became a notary public share the news tell us also a real send license. them to our yeah or driver's license you know <laughs> kiddies if, if you could drive now anything <laughs> all the licenses uh send us an email y'all tell us at shebuildspodcast at gmail.com let's celebrate all of your accomplishments together all right time to say goodbyes don't forget that shebuilds podcast is a member of the gable media podcast network they have a bunch of great shows, including Context and Clarity, Tangible Remnants, which we love. Gable Media is all about building a better world. Listen and subscribe to all the shows at GableMedia.com. That's G-A-B-L Media.com. Please let us know your thoughts on our episode and on this season. If you've enjoyed this season, help us spread the word. Tell your friends, your license holders your inventors your papas your papas who invent tell them to give us five stars on itunes and spotify tell them to write us a review and this will help us reach a wider audience and for more people to learn about these amazing ladies with us we are excited to hear from you and for you to come back and keep learning about women bosses with us 
You can email us your thoughts at shebuildspodcast at gmail.com. Leave a comment on our website, shebuildspodcast.com, or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at shebuildspodcast and on Twitter at shebuildspod. We are going on a break while we develop season 10 and we'll be back in November. So it's not that far away. This is a great time to tell your friends about this season, re-listen to your favorite episodes, and start conversations about everyone you've heard about. So this is not goodbye, just to see you later. Until season 10. Adios. Bye-bye. Bye. You know, I should stop playing games on this podcast because every time I lose. <laughs> every time. Well, we don't okay. play that many. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no. but it, both times I lost. But give me one more. <laughs> okay. I need, a, I need a game that I can win at. Hey, designers and curious minds. Ever wondered about the stories hiding within your building's walls? I'm Carrie Seaburn, structural engineer and host of Unstruct, the podcast that decodes and simplifies major concepts of structural design. Behind the math and physics, structural engineering simply predicts building behavior. Join me as we simplify the complex, making structural design accessible to everyone. Nowadays, instead of measuring it, be a cost we're saying well what about carbon you know we've got two levers now that we can if, if an architect has an inefficient design we can hit them with two levers if you like <laughs> the official casualty figure is fifty-five thousand. everybody i talked to told me that the actual figure is at least three times as much and i believe that i mean seeing what i saw turkish codes are good and, and they have been improving but compliance was completely lacking. Fluent in steel, concrete, masonry, and timber design, I'll bring you leading engineers to dissect the tales behind their building structure. Whether you're an architect, contractor, engineer, or just love a good story, this podcast is for you. Yeah, beam penetrations. That's a fun topic on this project. Follow the link in the show notes to subscribe to Unstruct. From within your walls, hear the story behind how your building stands today.